With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, this is the WFNY Browns cast uh, postgame show um, following the Browns-Ravens uh, game yesterday uh, where the Browns beat the Ravens 13-3 at home. Um, once again, this is uh, Browns cast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and uh, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. For first-time depositors, enter in the code WFNY at checkout, and Underdog will match up your deposit for $100. Uh, Underdog is a great platform for DFS salary system. There are tons of game types, drafts, and and sports, different sports every night. Don't forget to use WFNY at checkout for your first time deposit match up to hundred dollars. That's Underdog. Okay, uh, I'm your host Joe Gilbert, and I'm once again back with Taylor Jetsrzak. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. It's a nice Sunday morning where I don't, don't have to get ready. Yeah, like. It's it's nice playing on Saturdays. It is, yeah, and we'll do it again next week too. So, um, uh, okay, so the Browns won thirteen to three. It was a uh, it was a pretty game. I would it, say. it was a game. It was definitely a game. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what's your just initial thoughts on the uh, kind of the game? Um, well, I didn't. I didn't obviously see every play. Uh, last night I was out actually at my father-in-law's birthday celebration at a Top Golf, so I had the game on on a TV in the in the bay, and you know I there'd be plays that I missed. I didn't have sound, so I watched it again this morning, the condensed version, and I was the thing that I think I was most impressed with is it's it felt like the run game found its lane again. Um, it, there wasn't like the 143 yards wasn't just made up of a couple like 30 yard runs. Right. Um, they, they were, they were getting good, good gains for most of the game. And against that defense, that's, that's a positive sign that, you know, maybe they've found plays that work for, for this, for this offensive line, the way it's currently constructed. Um, it was nice to see Nick Chubb have lanes again. It's been a while. Yeah. Even though he got robbed of a 100-yard game against the Ravens. Um, I I also was impressed by the defense in that they finally kind of played the bend but don't break the way that the way that, you know, defenses that play that way need to. They forced turnovers in the red zone. They blocked a field goal. They forced a turnover near midfield. Um, like, yes, they give up 200 yards on the ground and seven yards per carry. Neither of those are good things. But they only gave up three points. So you, you can kind of take for take that for what what it what you want. I saw a defense that, while still struggling to stop the run. Did enough, 
and they were and they were engaged in the game even when they were giving up big chunks of yards on the ground they stayed engaged right and you know this isn't a commendation of Joe Woods i think most of the good things that happened for the defense yesterday were actually just incredible individual efforts uh, john johnson on the on the fourth down stop and on the fumble fumble causa- causation and recovery Denzel Ward on the interception and then the almost the other almost interception at the end of the game. Like these are just incredible individual efforts that can kind of mask the deficiencies that maybe the scheme has. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Go ahead. Oh, and my other thing is I don't think, and I know Twitter was full of it last full of Cade York hate last night. Um, I, I understand where it's deserved. Uh, the, his first two kick, his first three kicks were really good. Mm-hmm. His fourth kick was abysmal again. I don't know why he keeps doing that. Right. Uh, obviously, as Jay Feely said a couple weeks ago, it's his plant foot technique. But yeah, the, it looked bad again too. Yeah, the the last kick, I think, what that that looked like it was more wind affected than anything. I would think so too. Yeah. Yeah, like that kick actually, like it looked like an actual NFL kick. It just got pushed by the wind. So, like, the people who think we should cut Cade York, I think you should look at the rest of um, Andrew Berry's draft classes and realize that he doesn't give up on guys easily. Yeah. And you're not going to spend fourth-round capital on a guy and give up on him after one season. Uh, Right. And how many kickers have we had in the last 10 years that we've brought in as young guys, they've struggled, we cut, and then they go become great kickers somewhere else. Right. Look what Zane Gonzalez did. Yeah. He yeah. became really good in Arizona. So, like, I, I don't think we should give up on him just yet. I think he needs a special teams coordinator that can actually coach kicking because yeah, it doesn't seem be nice. like he's getting the coaching that he needs. He is not. Uh, so let, let's get him a let's get him a special teams coordinator that knows how to coach kicking. I, I don't care if it's Phil Dawson. <laughs> Just bring yeah. someone in that can help him fix his technique. And I think you know you have something there. Yeah. Uh yeah, you hit on everything here. So I'll, I'll start with Cade because we're just talking about him. Yeah, I definitely I think um someone pointed out that uh, I forget who it was on Twitter, but uh Phil Dawson was I think 60% or something like that in his rookie year. So it's something – and and as you said, we've seen so many rookies here struggle and then go off somewhere um, and do well. Yeah, um, even Chase McLaughlin's looking decent in Indy this year. Yeah, and um, – Greg Joseph the, made a game-winning kick yesterday. Yeah, that was the guy I was going to bring up. Yeah, it, it just – yeah, I, I think they just need a new coach, man. Like, if Jay Feely could find it, watching the film for what probably 10 minutes it probably took him yeah to figure out what the problem was like <clears throat> and then once he pointed it out i i've been watching it and like that that one the, the first miss he was way it was his leg was like almost diagonal like he was way off balance and there's you can see why he missed it like it just it just seems like that could be an easy coaching fix. Like yeah. he's got the talent. He's got the talent. Like that leg yeah. is just 
it, it just seems like they need to get somebody in there that th- that can work with them. So I'm not really down on him. It's just it's frustrating that they, he doesn't have any help. It seems like no, and basically. like not only is he not getting the coaching, I think it, it seems like he doesn't necessarily trust his line as much as he should because he's had somebody blocked. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, it's. I think it's just a, and then and then that just on top of things, it's his rookie year. He's probably in his head. Yeah, that he's struggling like this because yeah, because those first two kicks were really good, right down. Yeah, the and middle. even his extra point kick was good. Like yeah. all of those kicks looked good, and then yeah, he came out and shanked one off the tee box. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. So yeah, that's basically what I thought. Um. Overall, on special teams, we'll start there. Um, they, we, we, what we, what did we say before the, in the pregame show? We said, "Don't get crushed by Baltimore," and we didn't. We basically tied them on special teams. They had two field, two, uh, two field goal miss. Uh, we did too. And other than they that, had, uh, they had, they had, they had one extra. They had the uh, muffed punt early in the game. So. Right. Yeah, theoretically, we were probably even better than them on special teams. Yeah, they so, kept bringing kicks out of the end zone and ending short of the twenty. Yeah, yeah, we we won on that one. So yeah, and um, I guess there was a penalty on that one, but um, yeah, it, it, uh, the return was good. But yeah, it was it was they outplayed them on special teams, and that was the key. Uh, defensively, so I have a mixed bag thoughts on. Yeah, that. hard to say it was a good performance. It was. And it got the job done. It got the job done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So defensively, I thought, I thought the the pass game or pass defense was pretty good overall for most of the game. Uh, pass rush was getting there, so that they, they did pretty well. It, it, the run game, the run defense was terrible, but yeah, it, I mean, it, there wasn't. When we having... talked about it, we talked about it before the game, though, like. There, there wasn't there wasn't much you could do. Like you lost all your linebackers, your interior defensive line is just terrible already. Yeah, well, I so mean, when you're like having Jordan Kunisik trying to fill run gaps against right. BK Dobbins, like yeah. the one uh, one of the long runs, Kunisik was right there to make the tackle, mm-hmm. and he just he, he whiffed. Like, yeah. like that's why these guys are so far down the depth chart. Like. It's just the truth of it. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's you couldn't like. There's stuff you can you can you can't really blame Joe Woods on that one. Like, I think he just is out of man, out of guys right now. Yeah, I mean Tay that. Davis. Tay Davis is getting playing time. Right. <laughs> like, um, I don't even know who Jermaine Carter is. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, they were putting some. Guys I'm looking at there. the box score right now, and I'm like, <laughs> this is a preseason. Stat sheet. Right. Um, the thing I thought I thought the Ravens offense coordinator had the worst game of I've ever seen, quite frankly. Um I th- how many times he, he threw let's see, look at thirty times. Score. Thirty times and and his running backs rushed twenty times. And they both so Dobbins had nine point six yards per carry and Gus Edwards had seven point nine. I I was blo- it was blowing my mind that they just stopped running, giving the ball to him. They would do other runs with like Tyre Huntley, but that wasn't being successful. 
the corners no. were actually playing well on the edges play to like defend them on those um, read op or read plays where he kind of took it to the edge. But like they just didn't hand. <laughs> there was that one drive where Dobbins, he must he probably had like sixty or seventy yards on the drive, and then they just stopped doing it <laughs> once they got in the close to the the red zone. That that was the key. It was like. They just couldn't finish drives because they somehow forgot that they had great running backs that were just killing this defense. Yeah, yeah. It was like for some – I don't know how, but I think Joe Woods actually outcoached somebody. But I don't think it was his – I don't think it was his doing. No, yeah. Greg Roman, was, Greg Roman has been drawing the ire of the yeah. Ravens fans that I know all season. Um, I – he uh, he seems to have outlived his his uh, yeah. usefulness there. Definitely, um, because that was. I that think was the league the league has mostly caught up to it, especially yeah. when you don't have Lamar. Right, Lamar yeah. is the is the the whole Cheap thing that gun. makes that offense work. Right, and when you don't have Lamar, what's like that right. offense is not an NFL offense. No, that was they don't have receivers that they can trust. Yeah, and if and if they're playing a run defense that actually knows what it's doing and doesn't have preseason linebackers out there, um, although I would say Deion Jones played pretty well yesterday. I think he made yeah. some good plays. Um, right, but he's the only one that I would. <laughs> I mean, Tony Fields has made some plays, but I didn't. I didn't see him a whole lot, and no. I, I I didn't see him a whole lot last night. Deion Jones is basically basically the only NFL linebacker on the team right now. Yeah. <laughs> That should be is, out there. Which is not where which is not where that team needs to be. Right. Um but yeah. Uh, John Johnson probably had his best game of the year. He did. Yeah. Um uh, both coverage and tackling. I mean he got run over once, but yeah. Gus Edwards first, is a large man. I think so. it was his first drive. He had he had a rough one. He I think <laughs> he had two missed tackles, but yeah. <laughs> Gus Edwards is a large human being. He really is, yes. <laughs> um but yeah, I I, I think it was it was a good performance because the Browns did did their job. They they didn't let them finish uh, their drives. They had I, I was writing the recap yesterday. They had two turnovers, three turnovers on downs, and then two missed field goals. <laughs> like that's that's incredible. Yeah. Um, obviously, some of it was aided by the Ravens' just inability to finish drives, but. They did make some plays, as you said. That yeah, uh, I mean, of those of those five, <clears throat> or uh, how many? Let, let's see, two turnovers, three turnovers on downs, and two missed field goals. They blocked one of them, so they made a play yeah. on that. They picked yeah, so one, they picked a play, pack, picked a pass off, so they made a play on that. They caused the fumble. fumble. They made a play on that. They John Johnson made a really good stop on a three hundred pound fullback. On fourth down, yeah. So they they made it like they made the plays, yeah. They made the plays to get them off the field. They just couldn't get them off the field on like a normal, in a normal sense. Right, right. Yeah, they were. It was a very, it was a weird game. <laughs> um, yeah, like when I when I pulled up the box score after the game, I was not. I was surprised to see that. The Browns were outgained by forty yards. Right. I didn't yeah. realize that the I didn't realize that the Ravens also threw for one hundred and twenty. Right. Yeah. 
It was a very odd game. Uh, and that's and they shouldn't have passed that much. They didn't need to. Like they were just gashing the Browns defense and for some reason they just did not want to hand it off to the running backs. Um so yeah, that that was basically my thoughts on 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 the defense. They played well overall, they did their job, but they were they were really aided by the just the terrible play calling and kind of ineptitude of the Ravens offense. Um but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta take take advantage and they did. Yeah, um, so I can't take anything against them. Um, offensively, let's get to the offense. Um, yeah, it was really nice to see just the run game get going, um, especially second half. It seemed like they were maybe wearing down the the Ravens' defense. It looked like uh, some Chubb. of that was definitely Calais Campbell leaving. True, that is definitely that. <laughs> that is definitely true. That when that's that definitely off, helpful for a run game. <laughs> yes, when you don't have a six ten or six eight guy out the field. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely. Uh, we'll talk. We kind of talked about this already, but a lot of it, a lot of this was aided by the Ravens just not playing well. They didn't play well at all. Um, but the Browns took advantage. So that we've seen in years past where they just would not take advantage of these things. Yeah, uh, uh, when a team is beating itself, the Browns in in the in the past would beat themselves harder. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, and they—I have to say—the offense they did beat themselves a lot too. They they could have could have had the game closed out a lot earlier than they did. Yeah, I um, mean, it could have it, it should have easily been nineteen to three. Um, yeah. They they got down in the red zone a lot at the end of the game. Uh, maybe if Watson doesn't take that sack, that leads yeah. to the forty what forty six yard field goal that. W- that York no sent to sent to Illyria, um, <laughs> but they they looked it looked like an offensive unit that was cohesive for the first time since Watson's been playing. Watson, yeah. I thought Watson looked pretty good throwing the ball. He looked decisive. He, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, Second guessing his reads, he was throwing the reads that were open. He was running when he needed to. There was a couple times where I thought he should have run and didn't. Um, uh, there was the throw to throw on what third and one at the six that he probably could have dove for the first down, but he threw it out of bounds right past Michael Woods, who'd stopped running. Yeah, um, that that kind of leads me to that. That kind of is one of those. I think if they if he was playing all year, that that would have been completed or. Something yeah. it would have been a good play at least because yeah, Michael Woods has been in and out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, and we already obviously know Deshaun Watson this it's the third game now. So um yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think his I think he played pretty well. Um the stats thought, don't really show it. I mean eighteen right. of twenty eight for one sixty one. I mean he didn't yeah. have a turnover. That's First right. time he hasn't had a turnover. That was key, and we talked about it. We, we couldn't have turnovers against Baltimore. Um, I thought they started he, – he had a couple drives where they looked like he was starting to kind of get it downfield more. Um, but I, I still think I, – I don't know if it's Stefanski or if it's just Deshaun not seeing it yet. I, I would have to watch the uh, All-22 to figure that out, but – it just doesn't seem like he's 
fully they're fully kind of opening up the offense yet, um, which is fine. It's his third game of his of his Browns career, so can't can't take anything against that. But um, yeah. I think there's just I think that was just the beginning of maybe kind of realizing what he had, uh, what because he looked physically he looked great. Um, there wasn't really that many inaccurate throws that were like. No, there was one that was behind Cooper, but other than that, um, right on a crossing route. But uh, like, I can't think of any other notable ones that were. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe that dump off to Chubb uh, running up the sideline. He missed him yeah. a little bit. Chubb had a rough game as a receiver. <laughs> he did. He dropped both <laughs> I, his targets. I think we have our answer of why he doesn't go in on passing downs. Yeah, he dropped both <laughs> of his targets. If if it's not right securely in his grasp, like he's not catching that. Like, yeah. Like yeah. The, the pass wasn't, the pass was, wasn't bad. Like it was just, it was a little bit out front, but it was one of the, like, he was leading him, but I think it was just one of those, like Chubb is the guy who needs to like catch it and then run. I don't think yeah. he's the guy that can catch it on the run. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, I thought Deshaun really used his legs well overall in the game. Yeah, he he looks more comfortable. Like he understands where where to maybe get out now. I, yeah. I think against the Texans, he didn't understand, like didn't fully feel where his hole was going to be to get out his escape right. route, and it, it looked like he had more comfort in finding an escape route yet last night. Yeah, just um, especially on that, on that, the one that comes to mind most is that third down play. I think it was like what third and ten or something like that. Yeah, he ran. He he basically just got out of there really quickly. It was he dropped back and then saw a hole right in the middle and ran. It was it was probably his, one of his top plays of the game. Um, that one comes to mind. And then he he kind of skirted to the the sideline. Um, on plays and got some completions, so that was nice to see. Yeah, I thought I just he just seems get more comfortable. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're starting to see more and more glimpses of what what he was. Um, I mean, uh, it doesn't doesn't really feel like it when you look at the box score, but you still have to consider that the Ravens' defense is pretty good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's one of the that's probably the best defense <laughs> you'll face the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, Pittsburgh, maybe. I don't know. You'll see. I don't know. Who Pittsburgh keeps giving up yards, too. I know, right. <laughs> um, but... It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I don't think it was a bad performance from the offense. They needed more. They just couldn't convert on scoring opportunities. That would have put this game way out of reach much sooner. Yeah. Both offenses couldn't really finish. When they, when, when John Johnson got the fumble right after they scored the first, their touchdown, making it 20 to three at that point probably ends the game. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like it, right? that was the, like that was the frustrating drive for me. Like, cause you, you have a chance to end the game at that point and they end up punting with a drive that started at what the 38. Yeah. 
So, like that was that was one of the frustrating drives. They, I mean, they had some other three and out drives that were frustrating. Um, I looked it up. The Bengals, or the Bengals, the Ravens only punted once last night, which doesn't doesn't yeah. feel great. But I don't. They just <laughs> they also didn't score <laughs> they, any touchdowns. So they had what uh, seven balances drives out that, seven drives that ended in a turnover turnover on downs or a missed field goal. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a weird game, we, and we kind of talked about it in the pregame show. It was gonna it's gonna be a weird game. Uh, quarterback, their quarterback's a backup. Uh, Browns are trying to get comfortable with their new quarterback. The weather was gonna be a, a issue, but it really didn't. Become the weather one. didn't really seem like it was that big of an issue. No, it didn't look it didn't look too windy as as we thought it would. Uh, I guess I guess it was it was probably tricky for field goals, but it didn't really affect um, <clears throat> the passing game or anything like that that we thought we maybe would see. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was uh, I I wrote, like it, they just took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. They beat a backup quarterback. Um, they were the more talented team, and and they and they took advantage and won. So I. <clears throat> Like you yeah, can't really but, take much further from this game, I think. Especially on defense, I don't think you take anything from it. No, and, and I think obviously there there's going to be people who look at this game and say this was ugly. They should they should have won anyway, but they didn't deserve to. Yeah. But these were games in the past that plagued the Browns' existence. Yeah. Not being able to beat teams you're supposed to. Exactly. And. Yeah. I think only one, well, what, twice this year, they've not beaten the team they were supposed to. They right. didn't beat, they didn't beat the Jets, even though they, like, 1,217 times out of 1,218, they would have. And they didn't beat the Falcons. The rest of the games that they were supposed to win, I think they did. So, yeah. that that's... It's a step. Uh, I mean, it's a small step, but th- that's a step. And, yeah. you know, they have another game that they're supposed to win next week. Yeah. So <laughs> it's basically going to be similar to this game. Um, that team doesn't really have an offense right now. Uh, Dalton. Is it Dalton now? I think it's Dalton. Yeah, sorry. it's still, it's Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that later in the week. But yeah, it's uh, they they did what they had to do and they got the W and that's all you can ask for. Um, it wasn't pretty, but sometimes in the NFL you got to win ugly. Um, just look at the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that was that wasn't a pretty win. No, they it was a pretty absolute, half. <laughs> right, they got absolutely rolled and. In two quarters, and then they had a punt block and a pick six and a half. Yeah, and they won the game. They won the game. <laughs> I would guess if you got a, if if you had two a one special teams and one defensive touchdown, I I wonder what the probability is your team is winning. You would think it'd be really high, but those are your Indianapolis Colts there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean generally, generally, when you have a thirty-three point lead, you don't lose. <laughs> right, right, exactly. 
Like yeah. when 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 you're up when you're up five possessions, you don't lose. Well, no team has ever done that. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest comeback. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think Saturday's games were just kind of besides the Buffalo game, but um, yeah, and even that yeah. game kind of got weird at the end because it, it sure. went from normal game to oh well, it's a blizzard now. <laughs> True. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it went zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, not much else to say about it, but um, it was good to see they did what they had to do, and uh, he got the W. They're six and eight, still pretty much out of the playoff race, but they—they they are on. I guess they're on life support's life. Uh, support. Yeah, I guess there's like a little bit of you got to have you got to win out and then get quite a bit of help. Hold um, on, I'm gonna. I think gonna, I did. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what the, they need today. I did the playoff predictor, so it's basically you got to watch the Ravens for the rest of the year, and then the Jets. I think you need. I, I think it's the Jets and the Patriots because I'm not sure that you can really catch the Ravens unless they lose out. True. Which they could if if Lamar's not healthy enough. Theoretically, like, they could. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, and then you, and then if. The Chargers would be the other team to kind of watch out for, but I think they're gonna they're kind of turning it on now. So I'm, I'm not sure if you can catch the Chargers. Yeah the the games the games that w- the Browns would need today is they would need the Lions to beat the Jets, the Which Raiders to beat the Patriots, the well. and the Titans to beat the Chargers. That could be a coin flip. The Titans to beat the Chargers feels. Who are the Patriots eh? playing? Patriots playing the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders don't play bad. They just don't win. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, they're 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 the frust they're I can't imagine what being a team of being a fan of that team feels like. Raider, sure. Raiders and the Titans are pretty sim- similar too. They like they can beat anybody, but then they can just lose to anybody. Yeah. But like so but yeah, it's it's not gonna be a real like a it's not a really realistic kind of situation, but anything can happen in the NFL. And uh, I just remember from the, um, the first time the Browns were in the playoffs in God, what year was that? 2020? Year did, no, 2002. No. Yeah. They needed, they yeah. needed like everything to go right. Yeah. Yeah. On the last day. And, and I think it was the final one was like the jets beating. God, I forget what team it was, but it was like, it was some, it was some like unrealistic kind of situation, and they did. So um, anything can happen in the NFL, and we'll see. But yeah, as of um, right now, as, as of, of right, right now, now, they have a four percent chance to make the playoffs. So you're saying there's a chance? It's not dead, but it's not really living either. <laughs> no, yeah. But um, this, yeah. this, this, the the playoffs are they have like seven beats per minute on their heart monitor. <laughs> <laughs> As of now, our our kind of looking at it is trying to just get Deshaun Watson ready. Is basically what I'm thinking until until there's like a like a more of a gleam of hope. Yeah, <laughs> if the Lions, Raiders, and Titans all win today, they're at thirteen. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. If the Cowboys beat the Jaguars and uh, if somehow the Bucks beat the Bengals, it goes up to sixteen. <laughs> yeah. So. If the Bengals win, it stays at 13. So, 
I mean, those aren't unlikely outcomes. I don't no. necessarily trust the Titans or the Raiders to win a football game. No. But definitely not the Bucks. If Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Uh, yeah. next couple weeks will tell us. Um I think we'll I'll start looking if there's a I'll start looking at the playoffs if it's like two weeks to go and and there's like I mean, if they chance. if they win next week, I I think the talk can happen. I yeah. think you can I think you can start to look at it. But yeah. I mean, yeah. until there's seven teams with nine wins, the, the yeah. Browns have a shot, right? So yeah, but I I really think it's it's going to come down to that Jets game. Oh yeah, it's going to <laughs> it's, it's going to come down like the Jets. It's probably going to be. We're, it's all going to be nine and eight. I don't know what the what the kind of breaking the playoff breaking uh, tiebreakers are, but I feel like it's going to be like the Jets and the Browns are tied, and, and that game kind of decides it. Yeah. Oh man, that's going to be. Yeah, but you know, I was having this discussion with someone last night, and this can kind of be because we're kind of going off on a tangent that this can be kind of how we close it. If if this team finishes nine and eight and misses. How do we view the season? I don't want to call it a failure, but it, it, I don't think it would be a failure. I don't think it would necessarily be a success. But there's a lot of good feelings that I think would come maybe in February when you look back at it and you realize you won six of your last seven. Yeah, and you're you're going into a se- you're going into a, a season with a quarterback that. Can be five of the six games. Can yeah. be the answer, right? I, I think there's some good that you can take of that. And finishing above 500 as a Browns team is not something that comes around right. very often. Nothing so, to throw around, yeah, yeah. So you know, you, you take those, <laughs> right? But I mean, I would view it as a mild, like slightly above neutral. It wouldn't necessarily be a nothing, I but I wouldn't call it a success, but I definitely wouldn't call it a failure. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I I always said it was it was once the eleven games came down, it was sort of like if they didn't play really well during the eleven games, it was pretty much a throwaway season. But um, yeah, it coming out of it as nine and eight, that would have been that would be. Okay, especially if if your franchise quarterback won five of the six games uh, in this in a stretch, that's kind of exciting. Kind of gets your hopes up for the next year. You also uh, it, to do that, you would also have swept the Steelers, right. gone four and two in division. That's that's probably the biggest thing I would be taking out of this season. If they they're coming out, if if they win, beat Pittsburgh four and two, that's. When's the last time they've done that? Like that's no. I think even the year they went to the playoffs, they were three and three in division. Right. Yeah. Four and two. Like if you're winning the division, uh, a slate of games. Like that's that's nothing to nothing to scoff at. Like it's it's pretty good. So um, it would be it would be it would be disappointing. Obviously, if we're like one game out. Yeah. If you if you lose to the, if you miss the playoffs on a Jets tiebreaker, right. that would suck. 
That's but, why I'm hoping I'm hoping one of these teams, like two of the AFC wildcard teams, just kind of go off and like we're out of it out of it like two weeks or like something like that. But like if they're out like because of a tiebreaker, oh my god, that's gonna be disappointing. But um, I think once we get into the off season further down, you'll feel a little bit better. But yeah, that's gonna be rough if if that is the uh, game. I that mean, kinda do we really want time. this defense to be in the playoffs? That's true. <laughs> I mean, that yes, I want to make the playoffs, but like, eh. especially when when run game is is important in the in the uh, do, playoffs. Do we want to go? Do we want to have a wild card game in Kansas City? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> or no Cincinnati? Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I would like to get out of this season as soon as possible to get these court the the defensive coordinator and and special teams coordinator out of here, but yes, I want to make the playoffs for the, for the sake of making the playoffs. Cause I've only seen two playoff, three playoff games in my life, but like this team is not ready to the, the, the way the defense is currently constructed with uh, plywood as, as li- at linebacker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if this Basically, is the, defense the whole team's want. not ready for playoffs. No. Like if, we really, if we really think about it, like I mean, I don't know how serious post six injury is. You might be able to get him back in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be nice to see an actual healthy line. Well, yeah, healthy. Like healthier. the the only I I think I mean they're I think they're obviously be favored next week. The biggest test for this team, funny enough, is going to be the Commanders. The commanders yeah. are playing well. They play good they defense. Are. They run the ball. They don't they don't score a bunch. They don't <laughs> they don't have a whole bunch of yards on offense, but Yeah. And it's on the road. So yeah, that's and it's on that shitty field. Oh my god, if Deshaun gets hurt. If Nick Chubb gets hurt, I riot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> god, does that feel terrible? But yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that as as the season goes on here. Uh, we yeah, got, what, three games left. Look, and, uh, look, we're gonna go. We're, there's a chance we're gonna wake up on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve at least, with the Browns still alive. How many times in the last two decades has that happened? Like four. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> if God, what was the it? biggest the biggest statement for. Kevin Stefanski and this team, I think, was made is going was made partially last night and is going to be made over the next three weeks. The team didn't give up yesterday. Teams in the past would have folded and lost to a backup quarterback. True. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we this team is what? still playing. <clears throat> Duck Hodges still is in my mind. This team is still playing. <clears throat> yeah. It's worth something. It's yeah. not worth it done, but it's worth something. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk to you. Uh, well, Wednesday or Thursday, whatever yeah, works later us. this week. Yeah, uh, about the Saints game, uh, final home game of the season, uh, Christmas Eve. Probably the final trip for Andy Dalton to Cleveland. Yeah. If you um, have anything you want to say to him, go ahead and get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll talk to you later in the week and. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good game, and the Browns won. So all that all that matters. Um, but yeah, um, and today we're all Panthers fans. 
Yes, for all Panthers fans. <laughs> your your <laughs> AFC or NFC South uh, or what are they? North or South? NFC South. South uh, could be champions. Who knows? They could be the leaders of the NFC South by the end of the day, and that is horrifying. That is horrifying. <laughs> oh man, what a what a weird season. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, we'll be back later in the week, and uh, this is the another edition of the Devil We Have a Live Brownscast. Thank you. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.